Well, it's the first Wednesday of 2020, and we've got a great crowd here, and we're glad that everybody's here. And there's no better way to begin this year once again than with prayer. We've learned a lot about prayer through these some four, four and a half years, whatever it's been now. It's been a while. And, uh, and we're becoming what they call prayer conditioned, and, or they some say prayed up, because prayer is so important. Because you, you know you'll never know when you might be called upon to pray. There was a group of men and women who were sailing in a boat out in the ocean when a raging storm came up. The boat was taking on a lot of water, and the captain realized the boat was beginning to sink fast. And as his captain, he had to do something to protect the people. So he called out to the group, Hey, does anyone on here know how to pray? Well, one man stood up and shouted, Aye, Captain, I know how to pray. And the captain responded by saying, Great. Then you come up here to the front of the boat and you pray while the rest of us get our life jackets on because we are one short of having enough anyway. Some of y'all get that in a minute. So we must always be prepared to pray. And that's what we are tonight. We're prepared to pray. We have Brother Mike's going to come this year and kick this year off. We're a devotion and then we're going to go into a time of prayer. Let's give the Lord praise and thank God for Mike being here. Hey, that was pretty good, man. You know? Oh, boy, now he's got to really pray by faith, don't he? Are you glad to be here tonight? Hey, man, look at somebody and say, man, you, 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 you just don't know what you're in store for. <laughs> I, I ain't going to tell you what Brother Randy and Brother Miller was trying to say to me over here. It wasn't nothing good, I'll tell you that. I got, uh, I got a couple things I want to share with you as soon as I get my phone from. Have you ever had them phones where they want to just go on the side and not work the way you want them to? It's my rotation. I know, I'm trying to get it. I know, but my, my phone's upside down. All right, well, we'll get it straight here in a minute. If you got your Bibles while I'm talking, turn to St. John chapter 4. And, uh, man, I'm glad for this new year. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, some of us have had a bad 2019 and some of us have had an okay 2019. And, and I know every year that uh, we, we come and, and uh, we're always... Uh, making plans and trying to figure out uh, how 2000, I mean, 20 and 20 is going to be. But, man, I, I'm glad that I'm a child of God and that God already knows what's going to happen in 2020. But I know that I'm covered by the blood and that he protects us, he takes care of us, and he's going to look out over us tonight. I'm going to tell something on Brother Bud. I wasn't going to, Brother Bud, but I got to. I know Brother Miller's always picking on you, and, but tonight he's got a reason. Other day, Sunday morning when he was preaching, and he called everybody up to the front. Well, Brother Bud stayed in the back, and I kind of thought it was odd, but I didn't think much about it. And so as I was, got done, and he got done with all the preaching and the praying, and we went back, I, I noticed Bud kind of slumped over, and he had a little thing pinned on him. So I re reached down there and tried to see what it says. 
And it says, as I sit here fast asleep, the subject's long, the sermon's deep. If I should quit, if, if he should quit before I wake, just give my arm a gentle shake. That's Bud. Didn't mean to tell you on that, Bud, but <laughs> I just had to. I went to Connie's Bank today. I'll tell you this one. I went to Connie's Bank today, and there's a little old lady there. And I don't know, I guess I was standing there, and she probably thought I was the president of the bank. She said, she said sir, would you please check my balance? So I pushed her over. <laughs> All right, one more. One more, then we'll get into the sermon. They say statistically one out of every three people is either extremely handsome or incredibly beautiful. And so what I'd like for you to do tonight is look at the person on the left of you and look at the one on the right of you. And if it ain't them, praise the Lord, it must be you. <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm good. I don't care what you say, I'm good. <laughs> All right, let's get into the word. I, I was praying and I asked the Lord, Brother Randy had asked me a couple weeks ago on, on to speak. And so I was trying to find something, you know, about the new year. And you try to figure out what God's got in store for the new year and, and uh, what, what he's trying to do in, the, in this time and age in which we're living and what, what plan he has and what purpose that we have on, on earth and what our, our mission is and what, what God's called us to do and... and um, what he wants us to do as a church, as individually or corporately, God's always got something going on. And, uh, but I, I believe that God uses us for reasons, and that is to reach people. So tonight I just want to simply preach or speak just for a few minutes on, on uh, uh, the harvest. And uh, aren't you glad tonight to be a part of the harvest that, that God's called us into and, and uh, John chapter 4 and, I'll, and I'm going to read let me just read a few verses of scripture uh, before I get started because it's just one of those things I'll, I'll, if I don't read it I'll, I'll just get going and, and forget about it but I want to read chapter 4 verse 7 first and the woman of Samaria came to draw water Jesus said unto her give me drink for his disciples had gone into the city to buy food. And then the woman Samaritan took, said to him, How is it that you being a Jew has asked me to drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. And Jesus simply said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. I think one of the greatest stories in the Bible is this right here. I believe that one of the, the all-time best sermons is right here in this. And, and, and ministers can take it any way that they want, and they can really get into something good here. But I, I'm always fascinated that Jesus, the Bible said that Jesus was worried. He was wore out. He's tired in body, and he wasn't feeling the best. And, and uh, uh, he had sent his disciples in there, and he leaned upon the well. Now, all, let me just go back just a little bit. Jesus had to go by this way. He talked about earlier in Scripture that I must need go this way. So God already had a plan. He knew what he was doing, but he sat there at the well, and I guess as he was waiting on that lady there, he began to just strike up a conversation with her. 
and begin to talk to her just a little bit and begin to share some things with her and, and just took an opportunity to witness to her, basically is what he did. He took an opportunity to tell them about who he was and what he represented and, and what he wanted to do for her life. And, and the disciples was gone and there she was. I believe with all my heart that we are living in the best days in the world to reach a harvest. I believe that we are living in the best times to reach people. I believe that the harvest in my area is ripe. I believe the harvest and my job is ripe. I believe that the harvest in my neighborhood is ripe. I believe that the harvest in my family is ripe. I believe that we are at a point in our lives that we are in a season where things are ripe to bring people into the kingdom of God. And I'll say that and I'll show you why I think about that in just a minute, why I feel like it's ripe. When Jesus began to talk to the lady and, and all of that and he began to tell her about things in her life and her personal life and the things that she was dealing with, he began to talk about a lot of different things to her and, and she was amazed and, 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 and just caught off guard that he just knew so much about her. And she was just sitting there grasping and taking everything in that the Savior was uh, uh, saying to her that day. And I really would like to read the whole whole chapter there but I won't for time but but he began to tell her if you knew what it was and who I was you would just be asking different things and and he said to her he said you know go call your husband and she said I don't have a husband and she said well said so he began to explain to her all about her life and everything that uh, uh, perhaps, uh, and the Bible don't clearly say everything that he said to her but you know he might have said you've had a rough way of going for a while and life may have not always been good to you. And she knew something about God because she talked about Jacob, their father, and all about the well and all that. So she knew about God. And to bring it on down, as she, he began to talk to her and begin to say things to her, the, the disciples come back. And they was uh, uh, looking at him kind of strange because the Jews and the Samaritans had no dealings with each other. They didn't talk a lot. They didn't mess with each other. As a matter of fact, it wasn't good that they would do those things. And so the disciples begin to murmur some things and, and, and begin to uh, think some things in their heart. But Jesus already knew what was going on and what they was perceiving. And Jesus said to them in verse 35, and I want, uh, well, let me, let me just go up just a few minutes. And let me go up a few verses in verse 32. But he said unto them, I have food to eat of which you do not know of. Therefore, the disciples said one to another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said unto him, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Can I tell you tonight, church, whether you're a lay person, whoever we are tonight, that we have a job to do for God we have a work to do for God until he calls us home. Then he says this, and this is so astonishing. He said, do you not say there is still four months and then the harvest? Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are already white. They're already white. And the harvest. Go ahead, Steve. 
phenomenal word right here. When he says to them, he said, he wasn't talking about a natural harvest. He was talking about a spiritual harvest. See, this is how the Samaritans was recognized by what they wore. And as he was talking to the disciples that day, the woman said, come see a man that told me all there ever was about my life. Come see a man that told me everything there was about me. She ran into, into the uh, hometown where she was at. And she began to say, listen, I, I, I talked to this man that said he was Jesus. He was the Messiah. He was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I talked to this man that told me all there ever was about my life. Now listen, this woman, she must have had some kind of reputation in town. She had, must have had some kind of connections. Because the Bible said that Jesus said, lift up your eyes and look upon, not a field, but look upon the fields. And see the field is white, ready to harvest. I just picked this picture out, but this is them. Not the ones maybe there that day, but this is a picture of the Samaritans. And can you imagine that these men and women was coming to see this man, Jesus. They was coming to see what this lady was talking about. And matter of fact, a lot of believe because of what she said. But then later on in the scripture, it talked about that, 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 that they believe because they heard and seen it with their own eyes. It's powerful. Jesus was a soul winner. He reached way out beyond, you know, my wife told me the other day when we was talking about this scripture, I said, you know, he said, look up, lift up your eyes for the harvest is white. She said, it's not white. I said, yeah, I think it is. She made me have to go back and double check what I just read. But that's really what they say. I'm doing some searching on it. That's what they say that was all about. That he was talking about the harvest that day. And that if they would look and see. And in Matthew 9 and 35 and 38, Jesus went about, and I'll just paraphrase this, to the cities and the villages preaching and healing everyone that was sick and everyone that had diseases. The Bible said in, in that chapter there in verse 9, chapter 9 and verse 35, that he went around preaching and healing and delivering people from all their sicknesses and diseases. Then check this out. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion because they were scattered like sheep having no shepherd. I, I pray that sometimes we could see what Jesus sees. That we could see what he sees. He said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray for the Lord of the harvest that he'll send forth labors into the harvest. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, I believe that God's will is to reach everybody that we can reach and to touch everybody that we can touch for the kingdom of God. I believe that in 2020, 
we can make a great harvest in this church. I believe that in 2020 that we can reach a lot of people in this church. I believe that the harvest is ripe for your family to get saved. I believe that the harvest is ripe for your neighbors to get saved. See, I believe that we've heard the word of God long and hard and plenteous. And I believe the world, a lot of the people in America has heard the word so much that I think it's ripe, ready to harvest. I don't think we got to wait four months or a year. I don't think that we got to wait. We plant it, then we'll see a harvest. But I believe it's ripe, ready to harvest. See, I believe. Let me be a part of establishing your work on earth as it is in heaven. I want to be a part of establishing his work on earth as he wills it to be in heaven. Let's reach the unreached, the single mom or the single dad or the widow that needs Jesus just as much as you and I needed him. What about, we say there's an epidemic of, of meth going around in our world today, our heroin addicts. They need Jesus too. The homeless man down on 5th Street or down by the river or by the railroad tracks, they need Jesus too. What about the depressed and the wounded and the hurt? They need Jesus too. What about the person that's contemplating suicide tonight? They need Jesus too. I just talked to a lady today. I was working and I was in her house and she's got very bad cancer, terminal cancer. And unless God intervenes upon her, she's not going to make it. She's only 30-some years old. And I don't know her, don't know her from Adam. She just told me her story. And I just said, could I pray for you? And, I, and she was more than willing for me to pray for her. And she said, I, I tried to commit suicide. She didn't tell me when, but here while back. And she said that my life was terrible. And, you know, they just, she just went through a lot of stuff. And I told her, I said, listen. I said, God's still got you around for some reason. I said, the devil tried to take you out. And she just began to bawl. We just began to pray. And I prayed for him. I just prayed for a lot of things about her. And so I thought as we was praying and I got done, I said, Lord, let my hands and my feet be an extension and reaching somebody for you today. And so I hope that's our prayer in 2020 is that our feet and our hands will be an extension to reach the unreached and touch the untouched. Somebody needs Jesus. Somebody needs to be changed and happy just like me and you is. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. Somebody needs joy like we have tonight. Sunday morning, they couldn't have been no more better presence of God than anywhere. I felt him. He was in the house and Somebody just needs in 2020 to feel Jesus. To experience him in a way that only you and I have experienced him. See, 
If we keep what we got and don't give extensions out to people. You know what was a phenomenal to me that I thought when this lady did something? When I said, can I pray for you? Instead of me reaching out for her, she reached out to me. And she reached out for me to grab her hand and pray with her. It wasn't like Peter when he said, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have, give I the thee and rise up in the name of Jesus. He extended his hand out to them. There's people that's reaching out to us for help. And I pray that in 2020, we'll be that vessel that God can use that would change somebody's life. There's a harvest. See, he wasn't talking about a field that day. Now, now the Jews, now these Samaritans was, they say was half Jew and half Samaritan. They, 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 they didn't get along. But Jesus looked beyond what they was and he seen that they needed a savior. And sometimes people might be down and, and low and live in the mulligrubs, but Jesus don't see what they look like today. He sees what they could be tomorrow. See, if I, if I let my past get a hold of me and think that I would never amount to anything, I would never go anywhere. Because I was a sinner just like the attic is a sinner. And so my desire is that we as a church will take on a harvest this year. I was thinking that God has prophesied about thousands being in this church and and I believe that with all my heart. But he's looking for us to be hands and feet extended to those that's lost tonight and drawing them in into the family of God. I just want to see people come into this thing that you and I are so blessed in. I want to be a part of the move of God in this place where God can do and save. And not, I'm not saying, believe me, that he's not saving folks. I just think that if every one of us decided that we was going to witness to somebody this week and we all chose to bring one person to church, we would be having to get churches as chairs out next week for the fiddle men. That's how simple it really is. And then could you imagine through the preaching of Brother Miller Pastor Randy and the drawing of the spirit could draw men and women like never before. I believe it can happen in this place. Simply the harvest in 2020 is great. Listen, if we don't get them, the world will. If we don't do it, hell will get them. And Jesus saved us from that place. He come to give us life and that more abundantly. Stand with me tonight, would you? <clears throat> I tried to cut it a little short because I really wanted to go somewhere with it, but it's prayer. It's prayer meeting. Almost four years or four years and better. I just, let me say this too. Harvest 2020, as we think about harvest in the 2020, I think, man, most of you guys has been faithful for the last three or four years, praying every Wednesday. 
And I think there's going to be one service that we're going to jump into one day. And God's just going to do something like he's never done before. Because I believe that God honors prayer. And I want to be, somebody said, if you want revival, you draw a circle in the middle of the room and you step inside that circle and, and you say, God send a revival in that circle. Well, I want to be smack dab in the middle of this place on the service that God says, tonight's the night. Your faithfulness has paid off. You've labored in the kingdom of God. You've, you've sweated tears and you've, you prayed and you sought me. Well, tonight's the night. There could be another Azusa Street that comes from this church. It's not impossible with God. All things are possible. We sure ain't praying just to hear ourselves rattle. We're praying because we're believing God to do something in this house. I'm not worried about the church down the road, but I am worried about this church. I love that church, but, but we want something to happen in our church. And then it'll go out into all the world tonight. So would you pray with me tonight? Would you come? And would you just find you a place to pray? And let's just believe God that God is going to minister. Let God use you in 2020 to reach somebody. You got loved ones that need Jesus. You got sons and daughters that need Jesus. You got moms and dads that need Jesus. Why not start the new year off saying, Lord, I don't care what it takes. I don't care what I got to do, God. I'm going to bombard heaven until my loved ones get saved. Until my co-worker on the job gets saved, Lord, I'm going to bombard heaven. God, until my neighbor gets saved, I'm going to bombard heaven, God. The harvest is white, ready to harvest, but the labors are few. Let it be Jesus in your name. Let it be Jesus in your name.